Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, kind of a wrap on the uh, girls' state basketball uh, wrapped up last weekend. And uh, a few first-time winners. Uh, we had Kettle Moraine winning uh, their second championship in Division One over Appleton East. You know, and a, a lot of people I talked to said, too, that a lot of those championship games weren't close. No, and, you know, I think you got to say kudos to whatever uh, – Seeding computer yeah. program that the WIA used because the number ones all all won, won and won fairly handily. Yeah, you right. Know, all yeah. the way up, you know. So uh, Notre Dame, the defending champion, yeah. won in Division Two, um, and then you had uh, well, Pond winning their first state championship yep. in Division Three. Mineral Point, I tell you, they look good, yeah. thirty and zero. Neilsville yeah. would have had a hard time. <laughs> yeah, with them. I, in the yeah, you know, I said the thing about the D four bracket. Mineral Point was very senior oriented. Whereas the other three teams were very youth-oriented. Yeah. You know, you look at how young Laconia was, Westfield young, Niels was fairly young. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, that – and Mineral Point, uh, they were the runner-up in 2020. And, of course, they had all the uh, shirts on that said unfinished business. And <laughs> they went down and finished business. So. They finished it 30-0. and yeah. They finished their yep. season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in Division Five, Randolph – not like the boys. No, they won their first, first state one, championship. But their boys are back this weekend yeah. too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I've always wondered what the water, uh, what, what is know. in the water over in Randolph. But uh, they've had some super boys. But now it looks like they've got the girls program going in the right direction. Also, so. first team to go thirty-one and zero in high yes. school basketball. Isn't that something? Yeah, I, I said you know the days of the, uh, the twenty-six, twenty-seven day yeah. schedule are long gone now, yep. and you, you yep. see a lot of. 27, 28 wins down there with losses, of course. Right, too, right. So. Yeah, yeah, they can play a lot more games you than they bet. used to. Mm-hmm. So that takes us to uh, the boys' state basketball tournament coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just mentioned it before we went on. Not a lot of local teams. No, no local said, teams, actually. No, really. I said, you got to look down to the lacrosse area, Banger and uh, uh, Lacrosse Central and uh, um, somebody else down there, too. Is uh, those three? There's three teams in that area. And then. Cameron to the north, and that's yeah. about it. So everybody else is uh, you bet a lot more south. Yep. So. Um, it gets underway with Division Four uh, this afternoon and tonight, and then uh, Divisions One, Two, and Five will have their uh, semifinals tomorrow, and then of course on Saturday it's the uh, three-point uh, shootout. Yes. And a couple area boys will be involved yeah. in that. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Martsky from Fall Creek D four, and then uh, Blake Jacoby from Columbus Catholic, uh, sophomore. Will be participating, and of course, Blake's grandparents, Lee and uh, Lee, the Lee Reinhardts, are from Nilsville, so and they're anxiously waiting to go over there. I'm sure too. Yeah, so. 9:30 in the morning is when that yeah, will take place so. uh, for the three-point shooting contest. Two from each division yep. get involved in that. And one other thing I want to say: um, I talked about uh, Briar Bergeson's crew. They will be doing the D3 championship games. Oh Saturday, wow! So okay, well, so good for they're them. pretty excited. They're doing it. The, yeah, so well, that's so. good. Good yep. for them. And Briar, you said is from. Uh, He's from Owen originally. He lives in Marshfield now, and he works here in Nilsville at Mac. So, okay, so, so all yeah. over. He's got yeah, area, he's a, area ties, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a very well-respected ref in the area. So okay, so well, he's been refing varsity about eight or nine years now. So, I, I so. think they kind of grade them as they go along right. during the season. Yeah. So yeah. he's got to be a pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and this is his second year at state. He did he did a game at over in Oshkosh last year. His crew did. And okay, so this will be but this will be their first trip to the Cole Center. So well, good for them. I'm sure there's a few jitters there too. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they get nervous too. You know, <laughs> yeah, you bet, they so. got They don't want to be the ones that make a, a yeah. call that's going to decide the game yeah, one way or another. They have a lot of coworkers watching that'll probably remind them of it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll have a lot of critiquing yeah. when he comes back. The old Monday morning yeah, refs. You bet. 
Um, also, high school girls softball practice began this week in yeah. uh, Nielsville's first scheduled game. And I tell you, if the weather keeps going on, they might get that yeah, March 29th know, game in. We're talking, Larry, you know, that's two weeks away, and we, we're we getting some nice south winds out. Things are – snow is melting, and things are drying fairly yeah. quickly. Yeah. So, And the girls' softball field here in Nilsville, anyway, really dries out fast, mm-hmm. it seems mm-hmm. like. The JV, the JV field, not quite so much. No, but not so uh, much. The varsity field always seems to be ready to go fairly good, and – so that, that is not out of sort to have a game in two weeks. Yeah, so. March 29th, they're scheduled yep. to play against Edgar. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys and girls track and field teams, they are in week two of their practice, yeah. and they were scheduled to have an indoor meet next this past week. Tuesday, but now that got moved to next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah, here I at did the, see that they're having At a, the field house, yeah, so. boys and girls. Yeah. Uh, and the girls are going to be uh, at UW-Stevens Point for an indoor meet mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yep. And I, I looked on the – they always give you a, a – a, a, you can click on multiple schools. Right. There must be 30 schools yeah. at that Stevens Point thing <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. There was a list, a yeah, long you know, list. And every school wants to go because they want right. to get their kids right. going. Yep, and yep. Uh, and you, that's why you see a lot of these early indoor tracks. You know, lacrosse has a, uh, I believe Stout has had them over the years. And uh, and and just to keep uh, get all these kids going on the season. And, yeah, right. And, and it's very big because you never know what the outdoor season is going to be. Right, right, you know, yep. So. Yeah, it's nice to have indoor. You bet. Someday they'll probably have indoor softball and baseball around yeah, us here. Yeah, hopefully. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't know when that'll be. I, uh, Spencer's got the first dome. I don't know if that's big enough for softball. No, but no, <laughs> no, I don't think that's quite big enough for uh, that. The roof's got to be a little higher for you that. You bet. All right, uh, let's get into, before we get into our uh, NCAA picks, why don't we go uh, to where are they now? Okay. That segment. All right, Larry, I'm going to go over to Marshfield and okay. talk about Ross Needham. And Ross was a 2002 graduate of Marshfield High School. Uh, the son of uh, Paul and Peggy Needham. He was a three-sport star at uh, Marshall High School. Uh, in, during the football season, he was a four-year varsity. Uh, as a sophomore, the Tigers were 13-1 and that year, state runners-up, losing to Homestead 23-13 to in the D1 championship game. In his junior year, the Tigers were 8-3 and that year, losing at level two of the playoffs that year. Ross was voted to the Wisconsin Valley All-Conference team as a free safety that year. His senior year, the Tigers were 13-1, defeating Kenosha Tremper 24-7 in the D1 state championship that year. Ross was team captain, defensive MVP. Uh, that year, he set a Marshfield High School school record with 10 pass interceptions that oh, year. Wow. Yeah. He was a Valley All-Conference team member, Channel 7 All-Star, first-team All-State free safety, and he was also selected to play in the uh, All-Star Shrine Bowl that year, where I think, he, Larry, he got an ultimate honor. His teammates elected him captain at that. Oh, wow. So that, I thought that was pretty yeah, impressive. you so. bet. Um, in the wintertime, Ross uh, moved to the mat, uh, wrestling for his dad, Paul Needham, who was the head coach at Marshall at that time. Um, his freshman year, Ross was 32-9 and and a sectional qualifier. Uh, his sophomore year, he was 34-6. and conference champion and a state qualifier that year. His junior year, he was 38 and 2, conference champion, state qualifier, and he finished 4th that year at D1 135 pounds. His senior year, he was 43 and 0, and he defeated Brad Becker of Hartford Union 6 to 5 in the D1 140 pound finals that year. Ross uh, finished his wrestling career at Marshfield with a career record of 147 and 17. He holds the school record for most takedowns in a career. He was also a four-time 
Crossface Magazine Scholar-Athlete Award winner. In the spring, Ross uh, moved to the baseball field where he played four years for the Tigers, lettering his junior and senior years. As, as his uh, high school career wound down, Ross received many awards at Marshfield. He was a Wisconsin Valley Conference Scholar-Athlete, a WIA Scholar-Athlete, and he received a Marshfield High School three-sport four-year award. In 2012, Ross was inducted into the Marshfield High School Athletic Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Yeah. After high school, uh, Ross enrolled at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, where he wrestled four years for the Eagles. His sophomore year, he was a WIAC champion and an NCAA D3 qualifier. His junior year, um, and I, all, his whole career Larry, at uh, lacrosse, he wrestled at 157 pounds. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's kind of unusual. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> Good job he, of keeping his weight. <laughs> yes, he did. Anyway, he was a WIAC champion that year, and he was a uh, NCAA D3 qualifier that year where he placed third, earning him All-American honors that year. His senior year, he was a WIAC champion, and again, an NCAA D3 qualifying record qualifier, fa- finishing fourth again that year, earning All-American honors. Ross finished his uh, UW lacrosse career with a career record of 109 wins and 41 losses. This ties him for 12th on the all-time UW uh, lacrosse victory list. He was named to the National Wrestling Coaches Association Academic All-American team for four years in a row at lacrosse. Ross graduated in 2007 with a bachelor's degree in elementary and middle-level education with a minor in, in mathematics. From 2007 to 2010, Ross served as head wrestling coach at Holman High School. Mm. The Vikings were 30-11 30, 30 in duels during his tenure, advancing to Team State for the first time in 2010. He also coached eight state qualifiers that year in his time at Holman. Uh, Ross taught math and also coached football at Holman Middle School at that time. In 2011, Ross became an assistant wrestling coach at UW Lacrosse, where he also serves as an instructor in the exercise sports science department. In 2015, Ross was named NCAA D3 Midwest Region Assistant Coach of the Year. During his tenure, the Eagles have won seven WIAC conference titles and have had 41 different individual wrestling champions at the WIAC level. They have had 36 wrestlers have earned NCAA D3 All-American honors during his tenure also. Today, Ross and his family uh, reside in Holman and uh, doing a great job as assistant coach at uh, UW Lacrosse. So, so you would think maybe he got credit for uh, bringing Holman up to where they yes, are? Yes, he did. He is the guy. He, yeah. yeah, Holman. I mean, they're tough. Holman now. was okay, but uh, I think Ross brought him up to another level, and their coaching staff since then has kept him really kept yeah. him going yeah. tremendously. So yeah, yeah, and lacrosse. Man, yeah, wherever he goes, he's, yep. he's doing yeah. well. Yep, you bet. Yeah, Good for him. Yep. All right. So where are they now? Ross Needham. I remember that name. Yep. I didn't think it was that long ago though. Yeah, 2002. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Yeah. His dad was a year ahead of me in high school, so he he makes me feel really old. So. <laughs> All right, we go from where are they now to uh, where are they going. And uh, Gene Delisio from our sister station over at WDLB uh, talks with some, uh, some area uh, youngsters, uh, high schoolers, and uh, he talked with Stratford linebacker Noah Barrett. And uh, Noah has committed to playing college football next season at St. Olaf. And here's how that conversation went. 
Let's talk now with Stratford Tiger football standout Noah Barrett. He'll play some college football next season at St. Olaf in Minnesota. Noah, congratulations on this decision. Tell us about this and what made you choose St. Olaf for your college football career. Oh, well, from all the schools that were recruiting me, St. Olaf stood out as far as the coaching. They handle the kids well and, you know, they're personable people and and uh, they they've are just honest with me and you know everything we've talked about has just felt comfortable so I really like that there and as well as uh, continuing a great education and continuing my faith and just it was really the best fit for me. How much interest was in you from some other colleges around the upper midwest? Oh well I got about a dozen offers so it was kind of hard to narrow it down and find the right fit but um, after a lot of visit it, visits and talking to coaches I was able to pick St. Olaf. Now you're a pretty talented guy. You play on both sides of the football. Where do they project to use you once you get on campus? Um, they they uh, see me as an inside linebacker, so more inside the box. But they said they, with how they run their um, three fronts and four fronts, they wouldn't mind seeing me more of an outside guy and just wherever I fit in. Anything in particular about their defense that you like that would enable you to fit in pretty well over there? Um, well, I kind of run the same stuff as uh, we do here in Stratford, but otherwise just watching film with Coach Kabaki, um, the defensive coordinator. Um, I just like how they emphasize flying around to the football and just doing your job and trusting your teammates and just getting the job done every play. I could understand, uh, Noah, you getting some feelers from, of course, the WIAC schools, the schools of Wisconsin, but how did you get your name out to a school like St. Olaf over in another state? Um, well, it was a lot of help from uh, the coaches, um, contacting uh, college coaches, and then as well as just um, staying persistent of, you know, putting myself out there and going to camps and uh, combines and posting stuff online and just, you know, putting myself out there and waiting for the coaches to come. Are there some things about your game or your abilities in particular that St. Olaf really likes? Um, well, obviously, and I know this myself, that everything needs to be worked on, but they like how I just flow downhill and um, go to the ball and, you know, just stick to my job and, and uh, trust my teammates. We've talked to guys like uh, Ben Barton, Easton Kilty, and Zach Seitz in recent years. You're not quite that size, uh, but you certainly have good athleticism, good quickness. Uh, tell us a little about the physical ability and getting maybe bulked up a little bit to play on the college level. Yeah, I definitely will need to put on some pounds, which you know, I'm trying to do uh, before I get there, and they um, have a plan for me as well. But um, what they really want out of me is um, you know, having certain size and for my size I am stronger but they just want me to keep getting stronger and faster and more athletic and just fit into my body well as I bulk up. Anything else you need to do between now and next season to get ready to play college football? I'll uh, just get faster, bigger, stronger and learn more about the game. You mentioned also Noah some film work. Is it possible for a young man today to do some film work for his future team before he gets on campus? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the things I've learned, um, especially talking with Coach Tubbs, is, um, you know, even just going on YouTube or whatever and just learning from the pros and, and just breaking down the game from every aspect and obviously, you know, talking to my St. Olaf coaches and just learning about the game as much as possible and, and translating that over to the upcoming years. How quickly do you think you can uh, contribute to their football team? Um, I, I'd like to the first year, and that's obviously the goal. Um, as far as if, it, if it's just like special teams or whatever it may be, but I think I, uh, I think I could get the job done and, and earn it with hard work. 
Now, they played a pretty strong conference, although with St. Thomas out of there, maybe not quite as strong as it's been, but still St. John's is very good, Duluth's very good. Tell us about that level of competition you'll see in that league. Yeah, they, uh, they've been finishing kind of top three, top four of the conference every year, and, you know, obviously a conference championship is uh, in their sights, and that's what we're trying to work for, and um, that's, that's what they're wanting to do with bringing in guys like me. How about uh, playing football here at Stratford, what that's meant to you and your development? Uh, well, my first two years, um, we went to state, so I, you know, came into a winning tradition and um, just learning that from a young age and just being able to see that kind of mentality and success kind of translates over to the weight room outside when we're doing running and just keeping that in the back of your mind and, you know, every play is, is just giving it your all and trusting all the hard work you put in. You also played a lot of offensive line here at Stratford. Was there a thought about playing offensive line on the college level? Um, I mean, with my size, it would be hard, but um, I kind of fell in love with linebacker, and that's my ideal position and where I fit in and learn the game kind of faster. So that's where, uh, that's where they'd want me. And how about your studies at St. Olaf? Um, I'm going for exercise science, um, just focusing on like strength and conditioning and nutrition. And I think I can, you know, after my playing career, I can go back and coach and help younger athletes as well. So Noah Barrett, that's a, a name that we'll probably hear yeah. from yeah, as he goes on. Yeah, St. Olaf, it's nice football school over yeah, there. So. Yeah. That, so wish him good luck. Yeah, Strat guess. Stratford kids have had pretty good luck playing football yeah. and other sports. Yeah. Going so and, and, and baseball players too. Right, they've got some good baseball players that I've been researching too. So you know, and I'm sure the name Stratford. You know, that's it doesn't the hurt. First thing that comes you to know. mind is football. But yeah, and then and then you look at you know you look at the conference they play in, Larry. You know, they're not the biggest school in that conference. You know, but they're playing the Amherst and the Wittenberg Burnhamwoods and places like that. So they're getting known for their football and then of course their wrestling program and their baseball program and Well just, and it used to be Edgar, you know, they yeah. went up against all the time. Right, so. yeah. Yep. And but they're still playing with non conference yep. games, so oh, that's, yeah. which yep. they're not letting that rivalry go. So All right. So let's do it. Uh, yeah. the NCAA tournament officially gets underway. Uh, today, yes. actually, it's probably going to be getting underway here in about an hour or yeah, so, you bet. the first so. games, but uh, we'll go through and uh, give our picks and see what happens. <laughs> don't copy them. Yeah, don't copy ours. No. <laughs> They're no. not very good. No. no. <laughs> I just kind of went by uh, seeding. Oh, I, I, you know, I like to throw in a few upsets here. Yeah, I did here and there. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of picky where I do it. You know, I got certain numbers, you know, I... I've always kind of leaned towards the 5.12s and the 6.11s if you're mm. going to pick upsets. So. Yep. Oh, yes. That's, been the, that's yeah. been the case over yeah. the years. You bet. Let's start in the West. The West Regional, um, I've got Gonzaga beating Georgia State. Yep, me uh, too. Boise State uh, taking down Memphis. And I have Memphis taking down Boise, Boise <laughs> State. <so. laughs> yeah. uh, UConn will take uh, New Mexico State. I'm going with New Mexico there. That's my 5.12, Larry. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Arkansas over Vermont. Yes, I do. Alabama over, uh, let's see, well, whoever they take on. Yeah. Alabama's going to win that one. Texas. I, I'm going the other way on that one. I'm going Rutgers. The winner of Rutgers Notre Dame is going to beat Alabama. So. Okay. So uh, Texas Tech over Montana State. Yep. Michigan State over Davidson. Yes. And Duke over Cal State Fullerton. Yes. All right. So then we go to the next round in the, in the West. I've got Gonzaga beating UConn. I agree. And then I have... Well, actually, I got Gonzaga beating Boise State. Oh, I have Gonzaga beating Memphis. So, okay, then I have uh, UConn beating Arkansas. Okay, I have Arkansas beating North uh, New Mexico State there. Okay, so. Alabama, I have beating Texas Tech. 
I am going with the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame to oh, beat Texas going. Tech. I am Holy going all, cow. I'm going all out on wow. this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Extending them out. Yeah. Uh, then I got uh, Duke beating Michigan State. Yeah, I, I have that too. And then out to the uh, Elite Eight, I'll have Gonzaga beating UConn. Yep. And then Duke beating Alabama. Yes. So you have Duke and Gonzaga. Yes, and I am going with Duke because I think they're going to give Coach K uh, uh, one last trip to the uh, Final Four. Yep, I got Duke going to the Final Four too. So that would be an upset because yeah. Gonzaga is the but number one overall seed. You look over the years, Larry. That's kind of where Gonzaga seems to ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. So. And a lot of pressure on this year with the number one overall seed. You bet. Seat. You bet. So. All right, so let's go to the East Regional. Um, I've got Baylor beating North Carolina. As do I. Or I mean Norfolk State. Yes. And then North Carolina beating Marquette. I have that, too. St. Mary's over Wyoming or Indiana. I am Actually, it's going to be Indiana. I, I'm taking Indiana to win that. So. Okay, so St. Mary's I have, and you have Indiana. Yep. UCLA over Akron. I agree. Texas over Virginia Tech. I'm going with Vautech there. Okay. Uh, Purdue over Yale. Yep. Murray State over San Francisco. I'm going with San Francisco over Murray State. And I got Kentucky beating St. Yes, Peter's. Yes, I have that, too. Uh, then we go to the next round, Baylor- uh, I have beating North Carolina. I have that, too, also. St. Mary's over UCLA. I am going UCLA over Indiana in that one. Okay. Wow, UCLA and Indiana. Yeah. That brings back the memories, huh? <laughs> John Wooden and Bobby yeah. Knight. <laughs> Purdue, over, uh, Purdue over Texas. I, I have two, Purdue over Virginia Tech. So. And Kentucky over Murray State. I have Kentucky over San Francisco. So. Then we go to the Elite Eight, and I've got Baylor over St. Mary's. Yep. And then Kentucky over Purdue. I am going with Purdue over Kentucky in that one. Okay. And then I am going to take Baylor to go to the Final Four. Okay. I got Kentucky in the Final Four. Okay. Go to the South Regional. Uh, Arizona beating uh, Wright State or Bryant. Doesn't matter which one. Yeah. <laughs> Seton Hall will win over TCU. I am going with TCU there. Okay. Uh, I got Houston beating UAB. I have that too. I've got Chattanooga upsetting Illinois. Oh, I'm going to go with Illinois there. I've heard a lot of stories about Chattanooga, and they are tough. I've heard that uh, they're very senior-oriented, and they're going to give Illinois all they want. So, yep. so. Good oh. pick, though, Larry. So, <laughs> we'll <yeah>. see. <laughs> Colorado State over Michigan. I am taking Michigan over Colorado State. I think Jawan Howard has something to prove in this okay. tournament. I really okay. do. I, I hope he does, yeah. or it might be his job. <laughs> Tennessee over Longwood. Uh, yes, I have that, too. Uh, Loyola. Over Ohio State. I'm going with Ohio State in that one, Larry. I heard Loyola, Chicago is a tough yes, team, too. Yes, I did, too. So uh, Villanova or Delaware? Yep. Uh, then in the uh, next round, i got Arizona over Seton Hall. I have Arizona over TCU. Yep. Chattanooga is going to beat Houston. Really? I've got Illinois coming out there. Uh, Tennessee over Colorado State. And I have Michigan coming okay. out there. I see why you want him to win. Yeah. Scott going out there a little ways. Yeah, I don't uh, like Jawan Howard, but I want him to have a good tournament, you know. Loyola, <laughs> Chicago, I've got going over Villanova. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a, there's, that's. Yeah, there's a, my they, upset right yeah. there. Yeah, I, I've got Villanova there, and then um, I've got Villanova over Michigan in the Elite Eight. Okay, I've got Arizona and, and, over Tennessee. And, and I have Arizona over Illinois, and I have Villanova beating Arizona for, okay. to go to the Final I got four. Arizona in the Final Four. Okay. Uh, the Midwest region, I've got Kansas over uh, whoever they play. Yep. San Diego State over Creighton. I am going with Creighton there. Okay. Iowa over Richmond. I am going with Iowa also. Providence over South Dakota State. Yes. LSU over Iowa State. I'm going with Iowa State there. Okay. Wisconsin will beat Colgate. I have got that also. USC over Miami. I have Miami over USC. 
And Auburn beats Jacksonville State. And I will go with Auburn there. Okay. Next round, I got Kansas beating San Diego State. I have Kansas City. Kansas beating Creighton, excuse me. Iowa over Providence. I agree. I've got LSU beating Wisconsin. I have Iowa State beating Wisconsin. So. Okay. <laughs> so so I guess we have, the, moving on. we have the same feeling about Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Auburn over USC. Yes. Uh, then I have Kansas making it over Iowa. Okay, I have Kansas going, and then I have Auburn beating yep. Iowa State, and I am picking Auburn yep. to go to the Final Four. I do too. Yep. So our Final Four, mine is Duke, Kentucky, Arizona, and Auburn. And I have Duke and Baylor and Villanova and Auburn. All right, so in the championship, I have Kentucky taking on Arizona. I have <laughs> Baylor and Auburn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have Kentucky winning it all. And I have Auburn. Okay. All right, so there you go. <laughs> if you have it on tape, yeah, remember, yeah, don't hold this against it. me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the NCAA men's basketball tournament starting uh, today, uh, with all the uh, games going on today and tomorrow. Uh, big news in football. Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers signed his contract right. extension Tuesday officially, so it's about fifty million mm-hmm. over the next three years. But actually, it helps him on the salary. Yeah, cap. it uh, dropped at another twenty-eight million, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, eighteen, 18 million lower. Yeah, eighteen million lower. Yes. Than what it would have been if he yeah. didn't have that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman going to Monday Night Football. I mean, right. yeah. that might be better. You know, because yeah. Monday Night Football has been lacking since. Uh, yeah, the, they, since the days. You know, I said. Once they went off ABC, Larry, and went to ESPN, and now I I realize this is 2022, but I still think there's a lot of people out there that don't have ESPN probably. Yeah, you're right. And and quite honestly, it used to be all the marquee games were on Monday night. Well, the birth of Sunday night football on NBC, that took that away. but I do think that uh, you bring on Aikman and, and Buck, I think you add a lot of credibility to Monday Night Football. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. You know, uh, so. Ever since the days of, uh, well, Frank Gifford. Gifford, Donny, Dandy Don, Howard Cosell. Yeah, those, those were the days. Yeah. You know, and, and, well, even Al Michaels was good with yes, John Oh, Madden. absolutely. Everybody that, you know, John, I believe, John, you know, O.J. Simpson was on yeah, there. Joe yeah. Namath was on yeah. Dennis Miller, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't that know one I didn't that understand, one. but, no. yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, but once Sunday night football, that really took the luster away from it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And it seems like the marquee games are on the Sunday night yep, game. You're so, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not the same as it used no. to be. When you were on Monday night football, yeah. that was the thing. So, um, you know, now Packer fans won't have so much to <laughs> grumble about Joe Buck and Troy <laughs> Yeah, Aikman. they won't get them every week. <laughs> <now>. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see who what Fox does for lead right. announcers, yeah. too. I've heard, you know, they've, they've kind of, they were talking about if Joe Buck stayed, they were going to push Greg Olson. Who oh, I, okay. I I really enjoyed listening to in mm-hmm. the games that he did was maybe talking about him as a lead analyst. Uh, analyst. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm not real familiar with their team. No, uh, you know, because no. uh, you know Tony Romo's on NBC, uh, and then of course Chris Collinsworth, and then so yeah, and then, then those two might be gone. Yeah, right. Al Michaels and Chris yeah. Collinsworth. You know, because a- Amazon is coming into this thing too. You know, and that's and I where heard the, that's where Michaels was. Yes, I've heard because his contract is up at NBC. Yeah, yeah. and so, I haven't heard nothing more yeah. about that. And quite honestly, I don't think Sunday Night Football will be the same. You know, I'm sure Mike Tirico is a very good announcer. Yeah, because I would think that's who they would push into I would that. I think so. Yeah, but uh, it's not the no. same without Al Michaels. No, so. no. Well, so there's this, there's yeah. this some guys. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, you, you know when you got a good game. Yeah. When he's on, yeah, and you know you had a good game on Sundays back in the day when it was uh, um, Madden and 
Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall and John Madden. Yeah, yeah. You knew you had the good game then. Yep. So. so yeah, so, it's uh, cha- change. Yeah. It's change, right. I guess. So. Yep. Well, baseball's back. Yeah. We got that going for us. A lot us. of flurry of excitements. Uh, you know, of course, they're going to have a DH, too, now this yes. year. So That'll make it in. Well, yeah. it won't make it as interesting. Yeah. But you know, I, I the managers. Think, you know, I, I think the Brewers made kind of a, a nice signing going out and getting Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. You know, he can back up in the outfield and he can DH for you every day. You and know, he won't so. hurt you because he's on the other team. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was a Brewer that. killer back yeah. in the day. But uh, the Brewers, you know, I thought they were awful left-handed for a long time. Now they seem to be getting a lot more right-handed again. Hunter you know, Renfro is in that yeah, lineup you bet, now. You know, and and uh, you know, I don't know what the plan is at first base is it no i haven't heard anything yet Keston Hira, i believe rowdy telez is still with them too as far it? as i know yeah. you know so i i would think maybe you could see kind of some platoon uh platoon there though yeah. you know rowdy, rowdy telez has kind of been a kind of a dh kind of type of player too so but uh that's the one position that they're really not real set at right yeah. now so yeah. so yeah they haven't been set at that position no for a lot yeah ever since years. prince fielder right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just been kind of a platooning thing right on and so they, it's kind of funny that they haven't had somebody come up through their minor league system you know yeah but, right but yeah. it seems like when they draft they really draft pitching heavy yeah and and obviously that's paid off you look at their staff now you know so another thing that happened uh i read uh two nfl teams are uh, trying to get two proposals for uh, adjusting overtimes. Okay. Uh, one of them uh, is by the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. They propose that both teams be allowed at least one possession in overtime. Yeah. And then Tennessee proposed that both teams get at least one possession unless the team that opens overtime with the ball scores a touchdown and then converts a two-point attempt. Okay. I, I just think the NFL has the worst overtime procedures, you know, because yeah. if you give up a touchdown right away, the game is over. To me... I think, yes, you can say what you want about the college one, but I do like that starting a series at the 25-yard line. And, and each you, team gets e- a chance. Each team gets a chance. Right. And, yeah. and I think that's I all they got to do I don't, is just give yeah. each team a chance. But I see just, yeah, and I don't think the NFL is fair in that. If you don't give up a touchdown, you don't get a chance. Right, right, yep, yep. So hopefully they come up with something. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's just a proposal. Of course, yeah. they got to have 24 of the right. 32 teams so. got to approve it, so. Um, yeah, a couple pack. You know, we talked about the Packers there too. Uh, they signed Devondre Campbell back to a five-year contract too. So, and they and, let go the uh, Zadarius Smith. Yeah. And yesterday he went back to the Ravens for four years and thirty-five million. Oh, okay. So he uh, he's back with them. But I was surprised they cut Billy Turner. Yeah, I don't. Billy know Turner what... was the one guy on their offensive line that seemed to be healthy, but they've they've developed a lot of people in the last couple of years because of injuries on their line. And maybe they feel that Billy, and of course they needed the salary cap help too. So probably he so making a good chunk. Of he change? was a free agent signing from Denver about three years ago. And he, he was, I don't, it wasn't big, big money, yeah. but it was bigger than, you know, probably everybody in the offensive line, except Bakatari. Oh, okay. You know, so, okay. But. And the Packers also said their ticket prices are going to go up yep. uh, four to $7 more. Yeah. And then uh, two to four dollars more in the preseason. Yeah. It's, that's life, I guess. That's so, what everything's going. Yeah, I said everything's going up. The world is eight percent, seven, eight percent inflation. <laughs> they might as well be on their tickets too, I guess, Larry. So, I guess. All right, uh, that'll do it here for two guys on sports. Hopefully, we do good on our brackets. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, they don't bust right away. Yeah, we'll see. If I'm crying on next week's show, you'll know why. So, <laughs> that's two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazen. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you next week.